the winner of the Fatal Five-Way, excuse me, and your new reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Heavyweight Champion of the World, Barack Lesnar! And a newly hired advocate, rehired, I should say, Paul Heyman, covering a lot of ground there, gentlemen. Welcome everyone back to another edition of Cleve and Me, and we have a lot to talk about as we did our YouTube prediction show last week. Thank you again to Tampa Tones, thank you again to Mr. Alex from Row 7, and thank you to Billy G from Cardboard and Cracker Jacks. It was good to have all of them on. We're all friends talking wrestling. But now, as we approach Saturday, waiting for the pay-per-view as I was, We got to get right to it. The news broke that Roman Reigns had COVID. So right away, me and Tones were talking because we were together and we were like, well, if Brock Lesnar is showing up, there's no way he doesn't do something. Sure enough, he gets added to the fatal four-way and it becomes a fatal five-way. And then the rest is history. Brock Lesnar wins, which was a fun, good match to watch. He took his licks, um, and he also gave them out. And then, uh, you know, KO had an awesome spot, uh, frog splash onto him at one point. Uh, Lashley did the spear and so on and so forth. But now here we are. He was on Raw last night, took his championship title. And what they decided to do, which I thought was a good idea, was have a fatal four-way between the four guys who lost to see who's the number one contender. Now, Cleveland, we're going to get to you in a second because it's kind of a little question, but I wanted to unveil the story for those who did not see it or hear it. I was fine with Big E or Bobby Lashley winning this. Um, A lot of people wanted to see Bobby Lashley because the match has never happened before and these two behemoths should be going at it. From the COVID situation that happened to the Brock championship to Lashley now versus Lesnar at uh, Royal Rumble, do you like everything that progressed, something you would have changed, anything different, or you okay with the path they're on? Because I think after looking at it all, I'm in. Um, Oh, you hit it right on the head. Brock Lesnar, Roman getting COVID somewhat shift their plans a little bit, but adding Brock to the – Fatal four-way match that they had was very smart to do. I think I called it before I even watched it. I was like, Brock's going to add it to that match. There's no way Brock does not walk out as champion. My only issue with the match is I hate that Big E had to take the pinfall. I think um, maybe someone else could have taken the pinfall just to make Big E seem a little strong after losing the belt. But other than that, you hit it on the head. The match was phenomenal. Um a lot of chaos going on. It could have went either way before Brock showed up, but I like the match. I just hate that Biggie ate the pinfall. I think probably KO should have took the pinfall. Yeah, and that's always a tough one because um, as good as Biggie was during his championship run, we know that it will get more love right now with Brock Lesnar being the title holder. And um, Raw probably now having, I mean, they have a lot more going on, which we're going to get to in a minute, but Brock Lesnar is now the 
the number one guy for that role. He's um, going to be doing it all. He's going to, at least through Royal Rumble, because also the second point I wanted to get to is I have a lot in my mind I was thinking, but it's fresh now. He is also going to go to SmackDown Friday to talk to Roman Reigns. Now, to me, one of two things kind of could happen here. Either they play him and Roman out because it's going to happen at Mania still, so they want to keep that long-term storyline. Or does Brock Lesnar pull a Daniel Bryan of WrestleMania and wrestle in the opening match against Lashley in the finishing match in the pay-per-view against Mr. Roman Reigns. And my thing would be is then Roman could screw over Brock in the first match and then Brock could beat him in the second match or vice versa. You could do as you please. But after hearing that laid out Cleveland going forward, what would you like to see happen? Sounds like you're talking about a unification match for both belts. Um, I'm not, now, it could be unification, but I don't think – I wouldn't go that path. I'm just saying a potential champion versus champion match, but possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've heard the possibilities that people on Twitter have been talking about. Maybe uh, it's unification. Maybe they go back to one championship. Uh, it's. I think they still have time to figure it out, but I think you can still see that Brock and Roman are going to still have a feud if Brock shows up to SmackDown, even though – he is currently the Raw's champion. And um, I will say I was a little surprised that Bobby won the Fatal 4-Away because I had Bobby facing Brock at WrestleMania two months you know, later down the road, not at the Rumble. So I was a little surprised about that. So that kind of changes my Rumble, my WrestleMania pick who might face Brock. But I think they would put on a phenomenal match at the Royal Rumble. And maybe Roman plays the outcome in that match. You never know. The, being Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar winning was a splurge of the moment type, splurge of the moment type thing. He was not originally planned to be in that match, but Roman getting COVID sort of shifted plans, and you don't pay Brock Lesnar to lose. So I think Roman will have an impact on that Royal Rumble match between Bobby and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. and man, talk about all the star power and all the main eventers between Bobby Lashley, uh, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger and badder than that. I think this is good for WWE as we get to the mania time of year because it's going to be hard um, to really get bigger names than these guys now. I mean, unless The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin or somebody, you know, just that big of – nature even a triple h but he's just had the hard thing it's going to be hard to do bigger than what they have right now and to me that's fine because brock lesnar has been more consistent he's shown up a lot more um ever since he was battling with roman the first time around bobby lashley was just a champion for a while did a very good job of holding that title and i mean brock lesnar is brock lesnar so i mean you're looking at all of it you're going through it. Roman Reigns is at the top of SmackDown right now. The other two are on Raw. And I love what I'm seeing here. So we hope that storyline, uh, you know, keeps unfolding because they have options. No need to – there can't really be a screw-up. Um, but they've done it before, so we'll stay tuned for that. Other things uh, that happen in that pay-per-view 
let's go over that really quickly. As we know, um, Drew McIntyre in the opening match defeated Madcap Moss, but it led to an injury for McIntyre, an actual injury that can keep him out a few weeks. So that could potentially change some storylines. Um, you know, a lot of people did think Drew was going to be contending for that title soon. So they might have had to shake some things up there. Uh, going down the line as well, Edge beats Miz with the help of his beautiful wife, which we will get to when we talk about Raw. Uh, Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch put on a phenomenal match. A phenomenal match. And it led to a Becky Lynch victory. But there might be something in tune. It's like I said, again, we'll get to that when we get to the Raw segment. Uh, RK Bro defeated the Street Profits in a good tag team match. Another match that was added at the last second was um, it was uh, Cesaro and Ricochet versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. That was a two-on-two. So um, there was a lot. It, it was a, not a lot of matches, but the quality of matches ended up being very entertaining considering Roman Reigns' day of has COVID. It's just one of those things that are going to happen. Cleveland, besides the main event, what did you want to bring up in this pay-per-view that you liked? I thought the Becky and Liv uh, Morgan match was actually really good. Um, I'm going to be honest. Normally when I watch the women's match, it's I watch it, but then sometimes I get distracted or it doesn't keep my attention as much. As the men's side, not to say that the women matches aren't that great, but there's just some things about their matches compared to the men match that just, you know, it's a little different. But this match had my attention the entire time. Um, I think a lot of people want to live Morgan to win. Uh, I yep. was sort of rooting for her too at one point, but Becky comes out of nowhere and hits. Let's call it the rock bottom. It is the rock bottom. I don't know what I, is it. I agree. It's it's like it's the rock bottom. They still call the stunner that you know Kevin Owens do the stunner. Call it the rock bottom. That's what it is. Because if you don't call it that, it's not going to look that as effective. But I will say that uh, it the ending was sort of weird because it seemed like Liv Morgan was on top and then she hits the man slam out of nowhere. And at one point, it seems that Becky was trying to put her foot on the rope, but I guess the ref counted too fast. So that's also something to possibly look out for. But Cleveland, you know, as they say, it doesn't matter what you think <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, but no, I agree on the fin- the move rock bottom. I see it every time uh, we all do. And it just that it is what it is when you do that much of a staple move, um, as you alluded to, like the stunner. There we go. Um, the, the, I agree. I just wanted to say I do agree with you on the Liv Morgan thing. Go on. And then I would say the tag team match with RK bro and the. Street Profits were really entertaining. And the next night on Raw, RK Bro took a loss to Alpha Academy, a team that I've been telling people that's been on the rise for the past few months. So I like him. I would love to see, you know, Chad Gable's getting really better on the mic. He's already Otis a good heel. A good heel, good big man. Um, this is a nice solid feud for the Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, hopefully. SmackDown could figure something out as much as Uso and the New Day. It's fun to see. We want new tag teams emerging over there to challenge. So that was pretty, that was a really good match. And yes, I forgot about the Usos and the New Day. Sorry. Thank you for bringing that up. 
Um, I wanted to go back to your Liv Morgan point. I when I said I agree, I agree with you uh, that it was one of the best matches of the night. I was sitting there rooting for Liv Morgan like I was a little kid at sometimes, but that was where my heart is. Where my head is, I think it was a good idea for Becky Lynch to win, and here's why. We're going to get to WrestleMania. Becky Lynch needs to be in that picture. She's had her WrestleMania moment main evented against Rousey and Flair and won. She could afford to lose this mania. She's had a couple huge wins in her life, more than a couple huge wins in her lifetime on the grandest stage. So I think you have her lose at mania to either Bianca Belair or Liv Morgan. One of those two would be very fitting. And since we're on the subject next Monday night on raw, there will be a triple threat to see who faces Becky Lynch at Royal rumble. The three women will be Bianca and Liv as mentioned, and then do drop. As long as Dewdrop does not win, I will be very happy about things. I think Cleveland agrees from his smiles. <laughs> um, actually, I'm rooting for Dewdrop to win. Just oh, God, think, that is trash. I don't think you should rush the Liv Morgan and Becky part three. I think if you're going to have that, that needs to stay for Mania. The same with Bianca Belair. So the best option is Dewdrop. Dewdrop versus Becky is a... Is a I agree, but then that's heel versus heel. Well, I mean, they did that at they New Day. I mean, um, they did RK Bro versus Street Pop face versus face. So it's not like it's outside of the norm. And Becky still gets applause. So I mean, that's not really hard to work in. But I just think you don't need true a part three for Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair deserves a WrestleMania moment. I do agree on the part of. You don't want to rush the because Bianca or Liv lose again. It's it's not a good WrestleMania look. You don't want to have them in Mania. So I'm a hundred percent with you. I but I just hate it that I, I guess I, dude drop just doesn't have enough. Honestly, and, and Becky's actually gotten more heelish a little bit um, over the now. If you face a Drew drop who nobody likes, that could put her back more in the root. So to me, I mean, it's a tough one. Um, but then again, you always have Miss Alexa Bliss in your back pocket who's returning next Monday night to Raw for those that missed that. So we might as well get into that as well. Oh, um, I don't know if we got onto the Raw, but I, I got to. So I want to say the one match that on day one that I was somewhat disappointed was the Edge and the Miz match. I think maybe that they were holding back a little bit, maybe for a match down the road. I just sort of didn't like how the ending with, you know, Beth Phoenix. I don't know if you guys. I mean, it, it's it, it's going to lead to the mixed tag team challenge. Well, I, I think. Know, I think I, it was a good setup. It was a good layup. I mean, how it was like Beth came out before her music hit. I don't know if anybody realized that, but she was standing there for like uh, I don't know a minute or so before the music drops, and then the music comes on, and she like runs to the ring, chases Marie out, and then the Miz takes a loss. I think I would have thought it'd be the other way around, seeing how the Miz is the heel. And he would take a way out to win. So I was just my only one. And I thought it was a tad bit too long. It was the longest match on the card in my looking at. It was 20 minutes. So it was maybe. Well, when, when you have two males going at it, you know, they're going to have, or not just, not just males, two veteran males going at it. There's going to be a feeling out process. But at the same time, um, you know, it was. It was a setup for the mixed tag team challenge. And 
Um, you know, sometimes Miz and Edge are so good at what they do on the mic and what they do in their promos that they almost do better at that once in a while than the match itself. So I, I would agree with you, but I, I just like how they're, you got it to Royal Rumble where again, these two are going to be in a match that everybody wants to see that doesn't involve a title. That's a W when they do that instead of just putting, you know, people right at the top that, that aren't, in their, that aren't what's up. And Beth Phoenix is back. That's also a huge. Yeah, it, you know, it's not going to be a long-term thing, but she is in it for a while. That's why she stepped aside from NXT, and we could possibly see her in the Rumble and throughout to Mania. Uh, as I mentioned, also in the women's, Alexa Bliss. That's going to be huge to get her back. Um, I don't know where they're going to exactly throw her in right away, but there is going to be countless options. And honestly, Cleveland, my idea would be I would have that triple threat next Monday night on Raw and Bliss gets involved in it and somehow somehow gets in the match and then wins because a Bliss loss won't hurt her resume. You could have a Bliss Becky Lynch storyline that takes you through to Rumble. And if Bliss loses, she's not going to the back of the line. She's not going to take a hurt on her career like Bianca and Liv could do if they lose again to Becky. So maybe that'd be the way I would go. But Raw was – really good in my opinion last night there was actually a lot of storylines that are shaking out and developing as you mentioned with the alpha academy otis and chad gable are doing a great job we saw that story building up in the background they're going to get their chance at rk bro the mixed tag team match with edge um you know maurice miz and beth phoenix we're going to get that bobby and brock finally for the first time that everybody wants to see now a couple of other Matches I wanted to get your opinion on that floated in from day one through Raw is Damian Priest beats Dolph Ziggler on Monday in what was a hell of a match. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you go back. And then Omos over AJ in a dominating style, which to me, there's another storyline where you take two characters who should be on TV all the time and they don't have to be involved in the title. Uh, which storyline are you going to be more intrigued in as we get th- to Royal Rumble? Omos and AJ or the Damian Priest continuance of the United States? Wow. You know how you know I'm big on Omos. I think he has the potential to be one of the next, you know, the next giant world champion eventually down the road. But man, them dirty dogs. Dolph Ziggler is very underrated in the ring, and he put he shows you why again. Last night, him and Damian Priest had a phenomenal match. I still think that we will possibly get a triple threat match between them and Robert Roode. He seems like he's floating around. So that's really good. And it's good to see the Intercontinental, I mean, the United States champion actually get TV time and put on quality matches compared to the other Intercontinental champion who's been disappearing. For, he's been gone for months now. So it's always good to see the middle card champions getting love. And the two storylines I skipped watching on TV for the most part, which I'm glad I did, and we're not going to talk about long, is Nikki Ash loses again with teammate Ryan Ripley. They should just have them two fight each other because at this point, by God. And then the other match, the 24-7 title, it's it's you know fun for kids maybe, but it's just not needed. Comma on either of those. Um, retire both. That's it. That's it. Find a way to. 
They did it back then with the the hardcore champion. They found a way for it to retire and slowly um, brought it back. And I remember with the United States champion, it's okay to retire belts for a time being, especially if you don't have any real goals for them. Um, the 24-7 title was a joke from the start. We all knew it was a joke, especially with the green belt. Any belt that looks like that is obviously a joke. The women's tag team belts had promise, but I think after Sasha and Bailey lost the champions, it sort of just dwindled from there. And um, I'm looking on Bleach Report right now. I'm sad to see that they are retiring the cruiserweight champion. Is that what? Well, actually, I was just about to bring that up because live as we talk, uh, NXT had a championship match, which was going to, which is unifying the North American title and the 205 Light title. Carmelo's hate, Carmelo Hayes defeated Roderick Strong. So, yep, unification title, the 205 championship is no more. To me, I would have kept that over 205 Live, but at the end of the day, I don't think you need a title for either. Wait, so is two or five just is there done now? Is it over with? Is there uh I I don't know if it's gonna be fully done with doing uh, after SmackDown and all that, but they don't have a title anymore, so maybe uh, you know it always kills me because I remember when this happened uh years ago when Hornswoggle won the cruiserweight champion. That was sort of a slap in the face. But me growing up watching the great cruiserweights like Ray Mysterio, Chavo Guerrero, Billy Kitman, Jamie Noble, all these other small guys that would never be in the world's title picture, but in their division, the cruiserweight division, where they put on phenomenal matches, the cruiserweight champion never gets love. And it's sad to see that it's being retired again after just bringing it back probably, what, a couple years ago. And now it's going to go back on the shelf. Now you got other champions like the 24-7 title and the women's tag title that's just still floating around. It's it's nonsensical. Yeah, and if I'm being blunt about it, I don't really need either. I would like 205 Live to still be a thing because I do feel like those are so should get their time that are on the main screen a lot. But at the same time, I don't really need a title because I don't. we don't really see those storylines develop uh, on the television as much, and that's just the fact of the nature in my eyes that again, I was fine with the two Oh five championship, but as I said, they have now been unified. Uh, we're going to get back to WWE in a minute. I just wanted to throw in a little AEW as they are. I wanted to bring this up. They're making their big move to TBS. So now all their AEW dynamites on Wednesday night from seven to nine central time, they are on TBS Friday night. Well, Rampage will still be on TNT, but the main show is going to be on TBS, which is uh, you know good for them to be on two networks. They've done some really good things with viewership over the past few years to get them to where they are, so give credit where it is due. I watched last week, um, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty good show, but I wanted to talk about what is coming up, and that is... Uh, we're going to get that rematch between Adam Hangman Page and Brian Danielson for the AEW world title. Now, the first time, you know, it, it was a very great long match. I think it actually might have went the hour of the time limit. And then, you know, here we are again getting them two to fight. M- Mr. Cleveland, you think Hangman Page keeps that title or you think Brian Danielson might take the AEW title? in his first run in AEW. 
I think it's too soon to take it off Hangman. Um, like I said, I remember when a lot of um, they were talking about him winning Hangman. There was a lot of fan support behind him. And I'm pretty sure he's been champion, what, two months at the... Yeah, not very long. Yeah, so I think it'll be a terrible move to put it on Daniel Bryan, especially seeing how Daniel Bryan is new to the company. And you don't want to send that image out that guys from other companies can just come in and have the belts right away. So I think Hangman should hold on to it for a while and Daniel get his chance later down the road. Yeah. And cause Daniel's proven, I mean, he's done it all. He doesn't need to go out there and continue to do so. Um, you know, with having a title, he can put, keep continuing to put people over like he's doing with the Adam Hangman page who deserves the front and center line. Um, another championship match, which is going to be awesome. They actually, this is the match I'm looking forward to most. It's the Lucha Brothers, who are the champions, versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I will be rooting for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. One, because their theme song is Tarzan Boy, which is epic for our fraternity pike at EIU. It is me and Cleveland near and dear to our heart. And number two, I just like Jungle Boy. Um, but it's going to be a great match overall. Uh, another match we're going to be seeing is MJF will be in action. They don't say against who quite yet. Uh, the TBS Women's Championship Tournament Final. So this is the second women's belt. So they have their one. Now they're getting their. They have the T. They have their TNT. Now they're gonna for men. They're gonna have their TBS for women. Jay Cargill versus Ruby Soho, no, formerly known as Ruby Riot, Cleveland. Ruby Riot. I I don't have anything else to say. How about you? I go Ruby Riot on this one. Um, she. She's one of those, uh, Sally, that WWE just could not capitalize on, didn't know what to do with her, and now it's nice to go see her go to another company and actually be used correctly. So I will I'll give this one to AEW, that they are properly using her, how she should have been used on WWE. Yeah, she fully deserves it, so I'll be rooting for her there. And look for Malachi Black to be in action as well. Oh, he's so. still around? I haven't heard news about him in a while. I don't know, uh, you know... He does. He hasn't really challenged for any titles as I feel like, you know, they have a lot. AEW does have a lot of characters, and they can't introduce too many people at once right now. So I think that's why Cody Rhodes went in the TNT Championship. Is like, man, he gave Triple H crap, but he's like becoming the Triple H AEW if he wants to look at himself that way. And you know, it's a funny thing we talk about this because we talk about rosters being overcrowded. I seen someone that mentioned that maybe Kevin Owens signed back with WWE. Yeah, he had family reason, but I think he looks at the independent market and see how so different it is now. And so many people go to like certain companies, and you don't want to get lost in the shuffle where you see a guy that will go to Impact or even AEW that was big somewhere else, and then you know you sort of don't hear about him. Like you mentioned, Alistair Black. Um, I may not watch AEW, but I do have a wrestling thing on my Bleach Report, so I get AEW and WWE news, and I really haven't heard anything about him at all. So I was really interested to hear you bring his name up. Yeah, and honestly, it kind of seems like one of those things right now where they're he was already built up, but they're now that they want to wait a storyline, they're going to be patient with it. They're going to build him back up to that dominant figure. Wait. I have one uh, just a quick question. So let's just say that we, uh, we you know, we complain about how certain guys don't get their chances in WWE and then they go elsewhere. So what if the guy fails elsewhere too? Does that mean that maybe well, it's, then they got to look in the mirror? 
you know, was Vince right all along that he knew this guy didn't have pretension? We all as fans were like, you know what, this guy could be a main a world champion, but he goes to other company and he gets the opportunities, but it's he still can't grasp the he can't grasp the the momentum basically. No, and I mean I fully agree um with you know he hasn't had, I mean, it, it's just the fact he hasn't had that opportunity yet, but at the same time, I could maybe see him getting a chance after Daniel Bryanson, maybe have Hangman Page and Alakai Black go at it. That could be go, a good thing. But at the same time, you know, you don't always need to have a title. Now, he is going to have to have a title run in his future. Uh, how soon it comes, I am not sure. But to answer your question, if a superstar fit gets cut from WWE, and then eventually doesn't have a good run in AEW, let's say, they got to look in the mirror and you got one person to blame because Vince McMahon, yes, money hungry, but at the same time, he's run a successful business for a long time. He doesn't cut what's needed there, a.k.a. why you have guys like Kevin. You know, there's always extenuating circumstances, a guy like Bray Wyatt, but he also partially on him. You could go down the line, but he keeps his main stars because he knows what brings faces back. That's why Lesnar, Cena, guys who come around, they will always be around as long as they're willing to do so. Um, but man, there's been a lot of news. We get, we're going to be getting the Royal Rumble coming up where Johnny Knoxville has entered the Royal Rumble as one of the, we always get a few celebrities uh, in which they're going to have to do it because the Women's Royal Rumble at 30 is going to be hard to fill um, unless they use like all of NXT and some celebrities because and the males will have no problem, but it, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I do have a wedding that night, so I'm going to have to watch it r- really early in the morning because uh, it's a Saturday, the Royal Rumble. I'm going to have to watch it on Sunday, um, which is oh, fine. It's on a Saturday this year? Yeah. Uh, a lot of their pay-per-view, half their pay-per-views going forward are going to be on Saturdays. They've been testing out the Saturday theory for a while now, and it's been a success. Now, I think... It being on a Saturday creates a few a th- uh, few things like the two night manias do. Number one, Saturday night people want to party. You're going to get a little bit more pop in that crowd. Um, people watching on TV for those that have a young kids Sunday night. You know, hey kids, it's nine o'clock. You got to go to bed. They got you know now Saturday. Ah, stay up, finish the pay per view. I think the success in ratings on the in the in the mat and outside of it is leaning towards the Saturday presence, um, which AEW does too. I like that you, because I was just about to point to that. Um, I thought about this, like mostly you got a lot of kids and older people that watch WWE. And you remember Sunday, you watched pay-per-view and you had school at eight in the morning, pay-per-view finished at like 10 o'clock. So, you know, you up all night trying to watch it and then you're tired. We're prepared to Saturday. You know, you don't have class the next day and you can watch pay-per-view and watch your football on Sunday. So it's, it's kind of perfect. I kind of like it actually on Saturday. And I have to say, I remember AEW started really doing that, and that's probably one thing where WWE saw, you know, as long as AEW and WWE don't do the same weekends, which they never will, um, because they have to be in it for themselves just as much as they want to screw somebody else over. Um, that will never happen. So it's kind of refreshing when you get a couple pay-per-views a month on Saturdays. And, you know, I will say now the only thing that sucks is for kids our age, when you're from the age of 21 to about 35 
there's a good chance your Saturday's taken up with plans where you're going to be out and about. So half the time, I feel like I'm going to be missing these pay-per-views. So that is where my con goes on it because Sunday, um, I'm always, you know, I'm already locked and loaded for the NFL on Sundays with an off day after working all week, sometimes on Saturdays. Sundays are going to be fully relaxed mode. Now Saturday makes that a little trickier sometimes, but at the same time, I do not mind it, uh, especially when I get to attend these shows, um, which again, in June, there will be a pay-per-view. I hope, I don't know if it's on a Saturday or Sunday. I got to look into that. And then I also got a pre-sale code for a Raw in March that I'll probably be attending. Uh, hopefully I see you at the Super Bowl weekend though, when Mr. Ryu Ooh. Kendrick is coming up from Thursday to Tuesday. He is in it to win it. Uh, but Cleveland, you know, it's been a good show. We brought you all the latest news to the fans. Uh, you know, he's busy at work. I appreciate him taking his time out. We want to get back to things next week. Uh, me and him will probably bring in uh, someone to talk with us as well and do Donuts with Cleve and get closer to the Rumble. But for tonight, any final thoughts, Mr. Cleve? Um, I just want to say thank you to all our listeners that tune in every week. Um, playoffs is in two weeks. Uh, whew, I was a little nervous about that loss we took Sunday, but I think when we got the Eagles and I believe play Washington one more time, so maybe Cowboys can get it back onto track. Um, shout out your team, Joe. I believe you. Oh, wait a minute, you guys. <laughs> Funny. First off, there's only one game left anyway, so you already screwed that up. Cowboys play the Eagles, and then that's oh. the end of the regular season. Oh, so you may try to make fun of my team, but really made a fool no, of I, yourself. I, I, I really thought they beat the Raiders. I forgot, but we lost by three, sadly. Sadly. So, but here's the thing: if we beat the Jaguars, we're in. Oh, that's 100. percent They just got a 50 piece drop on them. But one more week of this, Myron, and then it will. I will stop saying this, but. Your Giants absolutely suck. You hate to hear it. But the way they played against the Bears, who are bad, they look like <laughs> way worse than the Bears. So that was not good. Um, also, an interesting stat for those football fans out there. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. And keep in mind, they play them every year in Jacksonville. So it's been a minute, even though we've been the better team more than not. It's been a minute. This Sunday, it's put up or shut up time. I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm going to have them winning 28 to 13, and that's how it's going to be. But, Cleve, good luck to your team. We're going to be getting the playoffs. We'll be having fun with that. Hopefully my team joins you this weekend. Uh, as he said, thank you to the people that are always listening. Um, we've been consistently getting to you on Tuesdays, even if we have things going on where it makes it difficult. We have been on a schedule where we record Tuesday evening and drop it Wednesday morning. And the reason for consistency is a few reasons. People know when they when it's coming out. They don't have to always look at Twitter. And people who don't have Twitter are just have to hope on a surprise. They know it's coming out once a week, but they don't know what day. So we're trying to make it that way. And then also it helps coming off a weekend, coming off a Monday Night Raw. You got fresh news to talk about leading in uh, to a good weekend of wrestling. So very exciting stuff. We're getting to the Royal Rumble, which is like the start of the playoffs. Then we're going to hit the chamber. We're going to get into mania. And before you know it, we'll be welcoming in somewhere where a lot of crazy shit's going to be going on with Cleveland and our lives, but we're going to battle through. But as always, for that being Cleve, this is me. God bless. Good night and stay safe. And